Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 194 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Brother, A Tale of Two Sons, and a space for the Unbound Early Impressions, but I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m., so please go there and let me know what you think of the show. You can also subscribe to the podcast in either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, or Spotify, and the audio goes up at Monday at 7 a.m., um, on YouTube, just the audio. Uh, in episode 200, I'm going to switch everything over to video there so you can actually see my face on YouTube, but the audio will still go up on podcasting services like normal. Um, yeah, so this is just an early impressions video of um, um, A Brother, A Tale of Two Sons and A Space for the Unbound. Uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, I'm playing it on PlayStation Extra. Um, since I'm paying for that subscription, it should be, uh, you know, I, I'm just trying to use the most out of my subscription. I'm really enjoying it. I've played like an hour so far and done some of the early puzzles. Uh, according to how long to beat, it's only about a three or four hour game. But let me give you some logistical stuff of the game first. Um, it came out in 2013. It was an adventure game. It was developed by Starbreeze Studios and published by 505 Games. For Xbox 360, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, iOS, Android, Windows, Nintendo Switch, and Amazon Luna. Kind of blown away that it's on all those platforms. Um, since I did it as part of the subscription service, I cannot tell you uh, the cost of the game. Joseph Ferris was involved in this. If that name sounds familiar, it's because he did the game A Way Out, and he also did the recent game, uh, Game of the Year winner, the award winner, um, It Takes Two which won, what, 2022 at the Game Awards, I think? Or 2021, I think, is when it won at the Game Awards. Um, yeah, and I'm going to read some of this because the characters in this um, you play is obviously two brothers. One stick controls one brother. Another stick controls the other brother. By hitting R2, you interact with things. There is a fictional language they seek that's based on Lebanese Arabic. Um, so there's kind of a symbolish going on. You infer uh, that you basically your father is hurt, um, and that your um, you have to go get uh, water from the tree of life to uh, help your dad. And the whole thing is your mother has passed; she drowned. Uh, there's a quick flashback in the beginning, so that's not giving away. It's like the opening minutes of the game. Um, what I will say is pretty interesting is that. Um, uh, the way the puzzles are placed as, you know, like I said, you hold one, you hold one um, toggle, one brother move, the other toggle will move the other brother. There's a lot of pushing and pulling of things and whatever. So you have to work together. But since I'm not naturally coordinated, there is a lot of, um, you know, uh, pat your, you know, pat your stomach, rub your head type thing. Um, I will say it's very affecting in the beginning. You know, you're, the younger brother is by the grave of his mother. The flashback happens where you see that your mother drowned. The younger brother obviously feels very guilty about it. In fact, it comes up very early that you have to swim somewhere and you do not want to do it. And your older brother, you know, implies that he'll help you, which he does. Um, your father is sick. You obviously don't want to lose somebody else. So I'm actually very, uh, I'm very keen and eager to look forward to um, what happens next and what is uh, going to take place. I hope, just like in Last Days of June, if the characters are speaking a simlish, fake, made-up language, that there is still going to be an emotional punch. Uh, I have a feeling there will be. I've heard a lot of good things about this game. I've never played it. 
So as I continue to play it, uh, I hope it's good and that it, you know, uh, I don't think it's going to be as good as The Last Days of June. That game was amazing. But I, I think the puzzles are clever in a way to make you have to work, quote unquote, together. Um, it would be interesting, like a two-player thing. My wife and I have done that. Excuse me. We've done that a bit in the past, and it would be interesting to see if this is a thing that does that. You know, if it does different puzzles and things like that. But initially, I do enjoy the game, even though I'm rubbing my belly, patting my head, that kind of stuff. It's fun. Um, and it shouldn't take that long to beat. So I'm hoping, just like Last Days of June, this is going to pack an emotional punch. I've heard it does. Hopefully, I won't be let down. So after the quick break... I'll come back and give you impressions for a space for the unbound. I'm back. Wow, that was so, so much time. Okay, so now it's time for my early impressions of a space for the unbound. So just the logistical, logistical stuff out of the way. It is a, a space for the unbound came out... Um, on January 19th, 2023, so it's a brand new game. Uh, it um, is on pretty much every platform. I'm playing it on Switch. There's a demo there, which I will purchase a game, but I wanted to play the demo for this. Um, and basically, it takes the game, uses like a 16-bit pixel art, and takes place in um, 1990s rural Indonesia, which is pretty cool. Uh, the game follows Atma um, and his girlfriend, Raya, and they're kind of, they've already, uh, the in the very beginning you find out you have this thing uh, called a space dive. I don't know if that's going to be the name. But you basically can go into memories and things to look at the outcome or something like that. It, it was very brief. Uh, basically in the beginning, Raya's writing a story and she's afraid to finish it. And when you go, when you do the space dive, you go into her memories and see that it's because she's afraid that people will laugh at her for writing a dumb, silly story. I think every writer has experienced that. If you do something creative, you're like, no, they're all going to literally laugh at me. Uh, you know, uh, Adam Sandler was right. I do love, uh, you know, you talk with people, you interact with people. It is this great slice of life in Indonesia in the 19, uh, 1990s. Uh, it's 16-bit pixel art. Uh, I'm playing it on a big TV, so the pixels seem kind of blown up. But it's beautiful, um, and they play um, you know traditional music that somebody has a mixtape of some music he's done. But it, the crux of why I'm playing this game is I heard it goes to some dark places, and they've already alluded to in the very beginning that uh, Raya's uh, father may be abusive towards her, um, and she may be having to deal with that. Uh, she doesn't want to go home. She has to get the magic wand to help write the story. Um, basically I think it's just a pen, but, uh, you, you go there and you hear her, her mother talking with a friend. They're going to go to a meeting and the mother says, you know, my husband has been very hard on my daughter lately. It's been rough for him at work. And now my daughter doesn't want to talk to us. And now she doesn't want to go, you know, uh, she doesn't want to interact with everybody, stuff like that. And so it's in this weird place of her being, uh, withholding, uh, you know, and she's probably dealing with trauma. In fact, there's a warning in the beginning of this game that says, you know, this deals with suicide, depression, anxiety. If you have problems with those, this may not be a suitable game for you. And also, if you need help, please seek help in your local area. And I have to say, when you start a game with a warning like that, 
That usually means this is pretty serious. I will say I've heard two reviewers talk about this game. They didn't spoil it for me. That's one of the reasons I'm playing this. Both of them said that they, when they got done with this game, that they ugly cried. So, yay, maybe? I don't know. I I want, I am, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I did this podcast is I'm fascinated with games that, well, games in general that try to explore real emotion like a movie, book, you know, other forms of fiction. If you can do that, if you can hit that mark, mwah, hats off to you. Um... So this may be a little bit shorter episode this week, um, but I just wanted to put this out there. You know, um, I like doing these early impression ones. I'm kind of reevaluating things as uh, the pod gets to 200. Maybe I'll combine the deep dives with the early impressions video. Like, you know, um, so there'll be, uh, maybe I'll do Brother of Tale Two Sons, the early impression of that. And then where I think it's going, and then maybe have the spoiler cast. Then, you know, do the next game, stuff like that. But I like breaking these apart in episodes like this, because one, it gets you a chance to uh, play along, like I've talked about before. And, you know, life, I'm trying to play longer games, and life sometimes gets in the way where you have to do certain things on time. I also started a new podcasting project, so that took a little bit of time. That I am, I edit these uh, episodes, but I, I'm closely editing those because it's a group of people you know stuff like that you have to cut things out where we just hem and haw for a bit anyway um yeah so a shorter episode this week but before we go on to remind you guys that this podcast was my website www.gamewithgrief.com monday morning at 7 a.m please go there let me know what you think of the show subscribe to the podcast in either apple itunes or google play store or spotify and the audio goes up day and date on youtube you can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com let me know what you think of the show. Give me a suggestion. Uh, maybe you have a question, something like that. Um, I have changed some filters on my account so I get less spam now, so it'll be easy to find people if they write there. Thank you to everybody that has been listening to the pod. I've noticed my numbers are going up and down. On YouTube, they're going up. Uh, what I think is really neat is even on iTunes, things just seem to be in the negative. But to me, that means there's enough data there for them to trend down. So I don't know if that means everybody's leaving in mass or I just got a bunch of people and now the data is coming through that I've lost people. I don't know how that works. I mean, obviously I lost people, but how does that calculate anyway? Thanks for listening to the show. Interact any way you can. I'll try to get better about promoting this and I will talk to you guys again next week. <laughs>